In this case, one must follow the very smart Einstein advice and recognize, quotes, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. This week, understanding and being prepared to accept and embrace good news. Dr. Noelle Nelson has answers. Stay tuned. I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1? To get started, click the Get Featured link in the directory, and within a few quick steps, your website can begin showing up all over hitchedmag.com. Don't wait. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hello, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker, author, etc., etc. Um, and we have a, a, a really good topic today, Noelle. Uh, it is uh, when good news freaks us out um, – which which seems like well why why would that be but we will get into that I'm I'm actually really excited about this one not that I'm not excited about the other ones <laughs> um, so so many couples get distraught over bad news one of them loses their job or a child becomes ill uh, a loan uh, comes unexpectedly due but what you're saying Noel is that sometimes good news can cause problems in a couple as well but. Isn't good news like finally being able to put the mortgage down on that house or getting a promotion? Isn't that always good for the couple? Well, you'd think so, Steve, wouldn't you? I mean, it, it's logical. If happy things come, we should be happy. But there is a phenomenon known as fear of success, which is where people shy away from success because they're afraid that success will lead to things they can't cope with. And that usually is too many expectations or too much responsibility. And what I think of as, for couples, good news freak out is much the same. Okay. I mean, but that sounds really counterintuitive. How can good news freak us out? Let's break it down because I agree with you, Steve. It really doesn't, on first glance, seem to make any sense at all. But – Let's say you've both worked and you saved hard to be able to put the down payment um, on a house. Big, big deal for you guys. A wonderful couple goal you finally achieved. Now, one, if not both of you, may start to have a case of the what ifs, Mm -hmm. such as what if we can't always afford the monthly mortgage? What if the property taxes get too high? What if one of us loses a job or, heaven forbid, both of us? What if one of us gets ill or or gets in an accident and can't work for a while? What if we have medical bills way beyond what insurance will pay that that we have to cover? And as you can see, Steve, that kind of what if can literally spiral out of control Mm. to where all you, the worrying spouse, think about is imminent disaster. Meanwhile, the other spouse, the happy one that's not really running any what ifs, is running around decorating and having a ball 
Now that can cause serious couple problems. Okay, so I hear all this, um, but it, but from like an outside perspective, it seems pretty easy to solve. All the worried spouse has to do is just sit down with the happy decorating spouse and just have a heart to heart. Like, the, you know, I'm really concerned about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And in a perfect world, that would work out just fine. But, <laughs> you know, the perfect world that none of us seem to live in. Um, not since the Brady Bunch, anyway. Yeah. But let's let's play it through, okay? Okay. So, worried spouse tells happy spouse all the dreadful what-ifs. Happy spouse will either say, there, there, it'll be all fine, don't worry about it, as they're channeling their inner Mary Poppins. Or, happy spouse will be dragged down into the mire of, oh my God, what have we done? And now we'll also start obsessing about all the potentially awful consequences. Hmm. You see, let's, let's replay this. There, there, it'll all be fine. Usually does absolutely nothing but convince worried spouse that happy spouse didn't hear a word he or she said. Hmm. And together worrying, so if, if they manage to, you know, convince them there's something to worry about. It, it drains all the joy out of this, this house adventure. And frankly, it pretty much guarantees something's gonna, awful is going to happen at some point along the line. So although it's talking it out does sound, Steve, like a reasonable conclusion. In this case, one must follow the very smart Einstein advice and recognize quotes, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. Hmm. I like that. That's really, that's really good. So, but this sounds pretty, I mean, that sounds pretty lofty though. Um, and you know, Einstein's a pretty smart guy and I'm not. So (laughs) uh, what does it mean relative to what we're talking about then? Well, if you're sitting there worrying you can't get out of your worry by worrying more. That would be the easiest way to look at it. Because it's, it's the same, quotes level of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Worry is the same emotional state as, as problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you really can't get from A to B that way. The wisest course, and this is where we need a little self-awareness, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you recognize that you're the worried spouse, which isn't difficult you're usually the one with your head down muttering awful things about, you know, chicken little, the sky is falling. Then start by working with your own anxious thoughts. Take responsibility to shift them into a more constructive place. And only once you've done that, and I'll talk about how to do that, Steve, only then is it worthwhile having a conversation with your happy spouse or even you're also a worried spouse, okay? Because there's both scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. You can have two worried spouses once the, the, the what-ifs get going, or you can have one worried and one happy. Sure. Either way, you need to take responsibility for the worry first, okay? Okay. And here's how that gets done. Okay. It's, this part really is easy, and frankly, it, it can be done for anything that you worry about. But in this case, we're looking at specifically worrying about good news, okay? Okay. Take a piece of paper. Divide it into two columns. In the left-hand column, write down everything that worries you. Uh, we won't be able to pay the mortgage. What if I lose my job? Um, what if one of us gets sick? Um, you know, what if we find there's termites? I mean, I don't yeah. care. Just go through the list. Then in the right-hand column, write down possible solutions, okay? Like maybe for what if we can't pay the mortgage? Well, 
you know, there is Aunt Edna and my parents would always kick in and, and worst case, we would, we would refinance the loan. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we'd rent out one of the rooms. I mean, it would be our house. We could do that. Um, and then you go to the next one, you know, one if one of us gets ill. Well, maybe when we do our monthly budget, we should create a little slot for emergencies, you know, mm-hmm. and park 100 bucks a week or a month or whatever it is in there so that we were a little bit more covered from that. Or we could we could get help from a mortgage consulting firm. These days, with everything that's happened with people through the recession, those firms exist and they're very helpful. Now, what this exercise does is, as you can tell, it, it doesn't solve any problems. There are no problems yet. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> but it does put the worry into perspective. And that's where the Einstein thing comes in. There are always possible solutions to our problems. But we can't find them by only looking at the problem. Mm. Now, after this little exercise, if the worried spouse still wants to, he or she can sit down with the happy spouse or the also worried spouse and say, here's some of the things I've been thinking about. And here's some of the ways I've thought of to plan for the what ifs. What are your thoughts? Now we get to what really works for a couple, which is a more yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask so so why if you're having a conversation and you're saying these things it doesn't it's not as effective as putting together this type of list. Because it seems like it because, might be the same thing if somebody's like, "Well, I'm worried we're not going to be able to pay the mortgage." And you just reply, "Well, you know, I can, you know, we can put an extra blah blah blah, you know, in savings every week and, you know, build up a a little cushion or something." You can certainly do that. But what you'll find is, let's take the situation of a worried spouse and a happy spouse. Okay. The happy spouse is likely to come back with, oh, don't worry about that. It'll never happen. Mm. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. See, so, the, the happy spouse is in a totally different energy space. So they're, okay, so they're not, they're not, um, yeah, I got it. So they're not looking at, at it as the same level of concern and therefore, they're not treating it with that kind of respect. Correct. Okay. They're not in the same level of consciousness. Back to good old Einstein. <laughs> now, let's take the other one, worried and worried. Two worries get together without having done their individual soothing work, if you will. Uh-huh. They're just likely to plummet down the rabbit hole. Because one of them say, well, you know, okay, so we, we need to look at this. Uh, what, what if we can't afford the, the mortgage? And the other worried one goes, oh, God, what if we can't afford the mortgage for three or four months? And then the other one will go, oh, what if we went bankrupt? I mean, unfortunately, if they haven't done their individual work, two worries are likely just to drag each other further down because they're in the same level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to shift your own perspective. If you want to effectively work with your spouse to shift the couple perspective. Okay. I, this reminds me of um, – I, I can't remember where I read this or heard it, but um, it, it's, it's, in the, it's in a similar vein of uh, you can't rationalize someone out of an opinion that they didn't uh, rationalize themselves into. And so, That's a really good way of putting it. And I kind of feel like this is the same thing. They're they're getting worried. Although I feel like this, what we're talking about, has a little more validity because these are genuine concerns. Like these things could happen. You mm-hmm. could move into a house, and it could be termite infested. Of course. Um, but as you as you we were 
as you were explaining, you know, you put together that list and you say, well, we have an exterminator come in before we move in. We make sure that it doesn't have the termites. And then, you know, you kind of go through the checklist here. Um, we, it, I, I, I like this topic too, because we were talking, um, off air. Uh, so I, you know, I constantly bring up my, my affinity for sports and my sports background. And, um, I, I just feel like I've, taken so many life lessons from this stuff and i've had many coaches um who have explained to me that about how we all uh hear about at least the various challenges that we are going to face and we we talk about and prepare for those challenges and those hurdles we have to get over but very few of us actually prepare for success and how to handle success and that's kind of what we're talking about now is being comfortable with being in that good space being comfortable uh with having that down payment and being able to move forward and knowing that you've done the right things to get there and you've done the prep work so that when the time comes you're not freaking out about all these you know, potentially irrational things that are paralyzing you from making the decision that you've done your due diligence to get to that position. So, And also, you know, the, the whole idea is that if, if you want success, basically what you're doing is expanding your experience, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. As a couple or as, as an individual, you are expanding your experience. I mean, most successful people don't start with a full-blown company and 5,000 employees, for example, to yeah. take it in the business world, right? Sure. Uh, successful marriages don't start out on day one uh, overjoyed and then stay overjoyed literally for the next 50 years. They have their ups and downs. And so it's the – but they expand, right? Yeah. You expand into whatever that greater thing is. Well, you got to be up for it. <laughs> which is what we're talking about. You got to be up for the success or the expansion. And the way you do that is by looking ahead to the joy of it. Mm. I mean, you want this house thing, for example, since we're on that uh, uh, example, you want to be able to enjoy the success of the new house and the decorating and all the rest that's going to go into it. And so you need to have a way to allay your fears. And and that's not by burying them in the backyard, you know, under a ton of dirt. It's by literally addressing them and then setting them aside. Because see, once you've done your your worry solution thing, once you've shifted your level of consciousness, if you will, as Einstein would put it, uh you don't have to go back and look at that. It's done. Now you can move on to the fun part. So, I mean, is this why putting it down on that list, uh, the pros and cons type deal or uh, problem solution list, is 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 that so effective because it becomes tangible? Then it becomes concrete. It's it, it kind of you're not in denial anymore. Okay, you're not in denial, and you're not in in freakout. It does okay. organize it. It it it's it's it shifts your thinking in such a way that you can set it aside. As a matter of fact, you can keep the list in a drawer, and if the, you can't pay the mortgage, you can always look at it and go, oh, that's right. I remember we said Aunt Edna or whatever. Yeah. yeah you see, you've already – yeah. I was just going to say that – I mean doing this list and um, and and tackling those fears doesn't mean that it's not fruitless. I mean there could be some genuine concerns yeah. that come up out of this. Of course. But the thing is, is you know, it's, there's an old saying, don't borrow trouble. In other words – if you just instead of rejoicing in the joy of the success that you guys as a couple have achieved with this wonderful goal and enjoying it, if all you're going to do is sit and stew in the worry, why bother with the success? You might as well stay in the crappy apartment. 
Yeah. So to, to be happy, you need to take responsibility, not go into denial, figure out, you know, like you said, these very real possibilities and what their real solutions are. Stick it in a drawer and have a good time. Yeah. I, I love, I love this, like, uh, the, the rationality of this stuff. I, so one of the, po- I'm going to plug another podcast here. Uh, so I love <laughs> listening to the, um, the freak up, uh, the Freakonomics podcast. Oh uh, yes. And they are constantly talking about, uh, what, like what our, what our fears are and if they're rational or irrational. And, you know, they, they, they talk about, you know, you, there are a great number of people who won't get into the ocean because of their fear of sharks, um, but they drive to and from work every day. And you know the likelihood <laughs> of being attacked and killed by a shark versus dying in a car accident is not even comparable. I mean, the charts wouldn't even fit on the same page, right? Um, right. But that's that's where we are um, in in our in our in our mindset. And I just find it really interesting how we can rationalize or or become irrational out of our own happiness, um, and yeah. and that's what happens. And I know a lot of people have this same issue when their lives have been filled with drama for quite a long time, and then they finally get to a peaceful place. And they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to live Correct. in that space where there's not constant drama around them. Um, Correct. And uh, you you use that great phrase, "borrowing trouble," um, or yeah. "don't don't borrow trouble." Uh, you know, my 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 wife does this thing where she likes to quote outsource her drama, so she doesn't ah. let any of it into her own realm. But you know, she'll pick up a People magazine and kind of see what troubles other people has. So she outsources mm-hmm. that drama, so she doesn't have to worry about it being her own. And that way, she mm-hmm. closes the magazine, and it, that's it. It's done. There's you know, right. there's no connection there. Right. I also think that is one of the great benefits of the various. Uh, AA type support groups because a person will be sober and continue or be in recovery and continue to go to the group. And frankly, I think that's a major assist in staying out of drama. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Being you, able to enjoy your sobriety, be able to enjoy this new life that you have created for yourself. It's not as easy as it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great, that's a great one to add to this. Um, are there any other, uh, things you'd like to mention about not freaking out uh, when you have some good things, good news on the horizon? Recognizing perhaps, Steve, that the good news is actually the the real part of the deal. It's what you've been working towards as a couple. It's what you've been striving for. It's what you've been wishing for and talking about and planning about. So it it would really be criminal unto yourself in other words a crime against yourself to wallow in the very natural what ifs that come up so don't wallow Mm. make your list get them out of your brain and enjoy that success you guys have created it is so worth it okay um well i wish everybody out there listening that they have tons of success uh and that they're able to accept it when it comes so 
hopefully this helps and you know you now have the tools to deal with the good fortune that is coming your way uh, and I want to thank you so much Noel for sharing all that fantastic information but uh, so that always my for- pleasure Steve thank you yeah um, so I want to remind everyone you have been listening to dr. Noel Nelson who is a relationship expert a popular speaker in the US and abroad is the author of uh, many many best-selling books uh, her most recent is actually a business book. It's Got a Bad Boss. Work that boss to get what you want at work. Uh, you can find that on her website, noelnelson.com. It is an ebook available on Kindle readers, um, which, you know, there is the Kindle reader app available on all your electronic devices. Um, she has some recent uh, relationship books, Your Man is Wonderful, uh, as well as Dangerous Relationships. Uh, as I mentioned, you can find her on noelnelson.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. She is on Facebook, on Plus. Of course, you can get all of this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, we are on the social platforms as well. Uh, Pinterest, Tumblr, Google Plus, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm a I'm a big tweeter, people. So if you if you have questions, if you uh, uh, would like us to discuss anything or have any comments, feel free to shoot me a message on Twitter. I I, I love my tweets. Um, but for now, that will do it for us. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right, take care, everybody. It's about to